Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the program. Host with the most hopsy go giggity baby boy here back for another one. Truly the only journalist that you can trust these days with transparency and integrity each and every single episode. When they will come out, we don't know. But my fuck do we know that they're coming. It's kind of like a guessing game. It keeps you on your toes because you never know if you're going to go a week or seven without an episode. But one will always arrive. One's coming. I'm downtown Vancouver at a hotel on a little bit of a work trip. And <clears throat> I don't know what's going on, but it smells like t- someone took a shit in my hotel room. Maybe not a shit in my hotel room. It smells strikingly like someone took a shit in another hotel room. And our housekeepers cleaned that up. And maybe use the same mop and bucket in the next room, which is, you know, I'm imagining mine. You walk in, it's like getting punched right in the fucking face with stink. Just slapped. Not even wafted. Just, whoa! Woo! And I'm not, like, it's, it takes a lot to get me to complain, I guess. Sometimes no, but in terms of a hotel room, slept in many poor ones. This ain't too bad. But it smells like doo-doo. Doo-doo fucking bird. So, I don't know. What do you do? Do you ask to change rooms? It's a Monday night here. I can't imagine they're booked solid. You know what? I'm going to have to pick up my studio and move it. I'm going to just, I'm going to run it by the front desk. Let's run it by the front desk. And let's see what they have for us because i'm not gonna lie now that i've pressed play on this episode this episode will be recorded okay it's gonna get recorded and if they want me to move it's gonna have to be after this episode let's go is there a speakerphone how do you get this on speaker phone i never thought about that there's probably not a speakerphone i'm gonna have to i'm gonna try to hold it near the phone here there, speaker. Can you hear that? Hold the microphone in a way that uh, allows... Oh! We got something. We got some action. Here we go. Let's see what they can do for me. Vivian, Fantas, can I help you? Hi, I'm just wondering, this is kind of a weird uh, request, but is there any way to possibly change rooms? Mine's got a real funny stench going on in it. You know what I mean? A little bit of a stench. Uh, When did you check in, sir? Because I don't have anything uh, with uh, too clean right now. I checked in about, I don't know, probably around like 6 6 p.m. Okay. Did you use the woman all or? Like I, I came in here and I put my stuff down and I thought I was just imagining things, but then I came back and seemed that stench was still in the air. I never like got into the bed or anything like that. Like I never used the bathroom or anything. Okay, I have somebody call you back within 10 minutes, okay? Okay, no problem. Thank you, bye-bye. All right. Okay, so call back in about 10 minutes time. Not sure if I worded that properly, but now now I got to deal with a call in about 10 minutes time. God, 
This is why, like, honestly, like, I'd rather just, I'd rather just smell the, the poop the entire night, maybe. Do you know what I'm saying? Just smell the shit. But I, I gotta say, like, the price of everything nowadays, if you walk into a hotel and it's not pristine, that's a disgrace. I won't even speak on how much this hotel was tonight, downtown Vancouver, but it was much similar to my monthly rent when I was in university. Let's just say that. And, I, and I'm only like several years removed from university. Granted, I lived in a hell on earth. But it's, it's, a little, it's a little shocking how expensive everything is. And I don't know how the hotel industry is like many industries right now. The way that the prices are going with anything. I don't understand how anyone's going to be able to do literally anything coming here pretty quick. Okay, so I guess in 10 minutes time I can expect a phone call back about my poopy room. My poo room. Not an ideal scenario. I really don't like to... Comp I hate even being that guy to call in. I'm saying words like stench. Things I don't typically say. But I find like, you know, sometimes you have to do that. And I mean, I'm talking about hotels here, but I think we could easily turn the conversation over to our favorite restaurant industry. I think we can all agree that if you've been to a restaurant since COVID in the last year, recently to any regard, you have noticed a, a supreme decline in that industry. And I was a bartender for a long time. I was a serviceman. A Cabrero. I don't even know what they call those guys. What's the fancy word for waiter? But I used to do that. I don't think I was the best at it ever, but I don't, nor do I pretend to be, but I still take pride in that industry. You know, there was many great servers, many great establishments that took a lot of great care of its patrons. And I don't, I don't, I don't fucking feel that anymore. I don't feel that whatsoever. In fact, the other night, you know, I'm calling for hotel rooms. The other night, this was a couple months back. I had an experience at an Earl's in Grand Prairie that I, I, I have to bring. I have to address. I'm going to address it right now. Okay. I was up there in Grand Prairie with a buddy of mine, friend of the show. Hopefully, I'll try to get him on the show. My good friend, Kyle Hawes. We were up there. We were hanging out in Grand Prairie. He was up there for work, as was I, and it worked out that we were both up there together at the exact same time, and we were going out for dinner, and I had, you know, I don't know Grand Prairie very well, and this was like one of the first times I was up there for work, didn't know where to go and eat, so where do you go? They have a Dave and Earl's, maybe the most beautiful Earl's location, property-wise, that I have ever been to, and I've been to every Earl's in Western Canada, probably. For those of you who don't know what Earl's is, I don't even know how to explain it. Because it's just, you know, classic Canadian chain restaurant now that, you know, I've bitched about on episodes in the past how Canada loves its franchises. You find out one restaurant does well somewhere on some street corner. It's like, okay, how do we make money doing that exact same thing over here? Much of the same. It's happened with our beloved Earl's. But no, I'm up in I'm up there. We're in Grand Prairie. You know, it's 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 Earl's. It was a weeknight, the place wasn't too busy, but this was like the middle of summer. And I fuck you not. When I say that, literally not one thing. Like I, I'm not even joking. Like they, they didn't do one singular thing right 
They didn't do a, a single thing was correct in my entire experience there. From the moment we walked in, we were alerted that, uh, you know, bartender was in training. No problem with that. No gripes with that at all. In fact, that actually oftentimes works out much better for you, the consumer. Because usually when a bartender's in their training, they got someone in there training the bartender. You have the trainer and the trainee. Therefore, you get, you know, a little bit more hands on deck. You might even get better service because usually, you know, bartenders, you know, the people that are getting trained by another bartender, the bartenders that are doing the training, let's just say that it's not usually an experience that they've had in other set assets of their life, aspects of their life is to train one. So it's usually just turns into a big like show off show where you basically just show the person you're training how nasty you are at your job as a bartender and how they'll probably just never be at your level. So immediately when I hear that there's, you know, there's a girl training, I'm like, perfect. We're going to get a bunch of people trying to one up each other, taking care of us. It's going to be literally fucking awesome. And this place was completely dead. So I was like, right on, you know, we're going to get in there. We're going to have a good time, especially if I'm by myself or just with one other friend. I really have noticed Again, talking about the decline of the service in the service industry, I've noticed and always experienced better service when you sit right at the bar. You know, you're done your beer, bartender can see it, asks you if you want one more. No more waiting around for the server to do their laps and walk right by your table and all your buddies with empty pints and they just don't even bat an eye at you and just and walk right away. So this, I'm like, perfect. We're going to sit up at the bar. We're going to get some good service. And then just right from the get-go, I just realized it, uh, it, it wasn't going to go good. Um, it, we, we were trying to get a bottle of wine. It took us three bottles to order for them to go back and come back and tell us that they were out of three different bottles of wine that we tried to order. So that was a tough start. And then after we get going, you know, we order our appetizer. We're brought no cutlery, no side plates. When I ask for side plates to the literal restaurant employee who brought me the meal from the kitchen, who also happened to be the young lad training the bartender, when I asked him for some side plates and some cutlery, it was literally like I, I, could, I could hear him sigh. Like, like, like this fucking guy. Like literally audibly sigh because I asked him to do his job properly and not backward. And that, that was an issue. And I mean, I thought that was weird. I never thought anything of it. I'm like, yeah, maybe he's just having a day. But quickly I realized that there's just might be the atmosphere of the restaurant that we were in. We're sitting there. Literally, you know, it's time to get another drink. Bottle of wine's gone. I want a beer. If we were sitting at a rectangular bar, picture us at like the short end and all of the employees, there were about three bartenders, couple servers, maybe a busboy, barback, whatever. There's probably like four to six of them. And it's like, I don't know if we had COVID or if we just smelt like my fucking hotel room does right now. But these people just couldn't be further removed from us. They wanted nothing to do with us. I'm there with a friend, so I don't need to make chit chat. But literally, like, it was funny. Like, they couldn't have been further away from us. They were spending... No interest in us, the only patrons sitting at this bar. There might have been two or three other tables in the entire lounge. 
You wouldn't have known that looking at these customers, at these employees. Literally, I, I, I put my hand up and I, it, to interrupt the conversation between the bartender and the bar trainee. And literally, like, I had to put my hand up like I was in class. Like, I put my hand up like I was asking a question. And I could, like, it's like, again, I'm being real annoying. I can see them kind of roll their eyes and stop. And they're like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's what one of them said. Not even, like, how can I help you? Mm-hmm. I'm looking for my second drink of the fucking night at a bar. And I get hit with the, mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, can I have a beer? And then it's like, oh, yeah, for sure. Comes down, brings me my beer. Again, it's just like pulling teeth. It's just like pulling teeth. Appetizer comes in. It's okay. A little calamari. Love calamari. We rip that down. We got our cutlery, our little side plates. That's gone. Again, now we got our main courses coming. Earl's pretty good food for a pretty damn good price, if you know what I'm saying. Food comes out. Again, no cutlery. Just no cutlery. The exact same fucking guy who brought me out the appetizer. I have to ask him again. And I hear another visible audible sigh i don't know if i'm wording that right but he goes he goes I'm like hey buddy like i got no cutlery can i just grab a napkin or something here and he goes I'm asking the guy to work when he's at work and i can just hear him getting fucking frustrated right in front of me while this is happening the two servers that are clearly here for the lounge they have been in a conversation a foot apart from each other staring into one another's eyes not looking a single other place in this location they have been in conversation the entire fucking time then break it once i'm not sure if they're doing all right like i don't i'm not sure if they're even clocked in at this point because i'd certainly hope not the way they're fucking standing there at the bar they're receiving more attention from the their co-workers than i was a patron all right so then again we're there i'm there to see my buddy like this stuff doesn't really bother me for the most part just sitting there we're kind of laughing at it we can't get any service all of a sudden i needed a water I'm, I'm thirsty i'm parched we had some red wine i had an ipa or something it wasn't quenching my thirst i needed a water so i i i, I say to her like hi can I, I the server comes down this training bartender again nothing wrong with that but there might be something wrong with it when this is what comes out of their mouth i said to her hi i'm just wondering like, can i have a water and she doesn't even flinch. She just goes, yeah, do you want one? And I'm like, well, if I'm asking if I can have one, I'd like to. Yeah, I, I, I do kind of want one. And it was the most awkward thing ever. She looks at me like I'm the asshole. And I just was laughing. I couldn't believe it. And I said to my buddy, I said, I don't know. I don't know. Whatever's going on here, it ain't right. We probably would have spent like another $100 combined. Not that that's big boy baller money, but it certainly makes your bill a little bit higher. But we just, I, I just felt like we were... We were interrupting whatever was going on there. We were just inter we just were interrupting it. So I straight up asked for our bill. We got out of there. And then who do I see? Who do I see when I walk around the corner? I see a manager. These places like Earl's, Cactus Club, Joey. It's so easy to tell because everyone's kind of got like the black matching uniform. And then you find the one guy wearing an H&M dress shirt that was not ironed that morning. You find that guy standing behind like the front hostess sign. And that's usually, you know, the acting on duty manager. And again, never done this in my entire life. I went up to him. I pulled him aside. And I, we had a quick conversation. And I, I downloaded onto him about, about maybe two minutes straight of, oh, little sub tangent there. I don't think you could hear it, but I got interrupted. And I actually got moved to a ho new hotel room mid-episode here. 
in the middle of my tangent. This one does not have a stench of ass. This one has no ass smell. And it's funny because, like, I, the guy comes up from the front desk. And he's, like, there with some new room keys. I can tell he's about to take me to a new room. And I'm like, yeah, sorry, man. Like, I'm not going to lie. It just stinks. And he's like, oh, where did it stink? So then I bring him into, like, the bathroom. And just me and this other grown man whom I just met, we're just, we're both sitting in there sniffing. We're just standing in the bathroom. And he's going. <laughs> he's like, oh, man, it smells, it smells pretty normal to me. This is, this is a good room. And I'm like, man, like, I got a terrible nose. I don't smell much of anything, and it smells like asshole in here, buddy. And I was like, I think it's more so under the sink. And then next thing you know, me and him are fucking keeled over, and, like, me and this other grown man whom I just met feel the need to reiterate that statement of us just meeting. But the two of us, just picture us, me and the front desk guy, are just bent over, just taking under the sink huffs, like it's gasoline at your local station. We're just going... Yeah, man, I'm not, I smell something. There's something, he's like, I don't smell anything. I'm like, man, there's something there. I don't know, maybe you're used to it. You're in these halls every day. Maybe I'm just not accustomed to it. But he brings me down to the second floor. There's no smell in here. There's no smell at all. But oddly enough, I've never seen a hotel room like this. I usually try and get just a king-size bed if it's just going to be me in here. But, you know, sometimes, you know, you just get stuck with the two beds. So I come in here, there's two beds. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's normal. And then I see a little door there back by the patio. And I'm like, oh, nice. They have like an extra little room with a couch in there. And I walk in there, and there's a singular bed just with a little nightstand and its own lamp. Nothing else in there. Not even a picture on the wall. Kind of makes you think it might be like the place for like a bad child or something. This is where the bad child that probably stunk up the other room, he should have been locked in there probably. Fucking shitting and stinking up hotel rooms. This Holiday Inn only has a three and a half rating online. It cannot be hindered any further by the shitty smells. God. But anyway, sorry about that. It completely interrupted. Absolutely threw me for a loop. I thought I was going to lose the first 15 minutes of this episode. Probably wouldn't have been the worst thing, you know? Shake the dust off a bit. But anyways, no, back to Grand Prairie Earls. So I'm leaving there with my buddy. And I basically said to him, I mean, I'm probably not going to remember it word for word, but I gave him the straight up like, hey, sir, excuse me, like, you know, I, I, don't, I don't do this ever, but tonight I, I, had, I have to bring it up. You know, I'm, I'm up here with a friend of mine. We haven't seen each other in a very long time. We don't get to spend a lot of time together. We were looking forward to coming out here, having some nice food, a couple drinks, just catching up. And, you know, we probably, you know, we were well on our way to doing that. And we probably would have spent, you know, maybe an extra, you know, hundred and some dollars each, maybe. But uh, we didn't get the opportunity to do so. I said, whatever's going on in there, it's, it's not good. I'm the customer and I feel like I'm interrupting your employees' conversations, doing a disservice to the day they plan to enjoy by asking them to do their jobs when they're at work. Literally not one thing went right. I've been going to Earl's since I was about four or five years old with my family. Been to Earl's hundreds of times probably. And, uh, you know, that was by far the worst experience I've ever had at one. Whole time, this guy offers no sort of rebuttal. Just kind of stares me in the eye and just shakes his head. He's going, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. And I can just imagine when I left there, because, you know, there was some other hostess wide-eyed beside him as I go on and say this. It wasn't like I was fucking screaming at the guy or anything like that, but I could just tell. This is uh, clearly they don't get a lot of feedback that way. And it's just awkward, too, because, you know, like the second we leave, the manager gets a strip torn off him. You know, he's probably going to go into the bar and be like, what the fuck? Why do I got to wear that? I want to be hanging back here with you guys doing nothing. But honestly, I don't feel bad. I don't feel bad at all. This The prices of every menu at every restaurant you've been to have skyrocketed in the last four or five years. And the service has dwindled so far the opposite direction. Not, not in a good direction. It's fucking bad out there right now. And again, with the price of all this stuff, it's like everyone wants more with doing as little as possible. That ain't going to cut it. Someone wants to come up here, serve some fine food, combine that with some great service, you're probably going to make a fuck ton of money. Even though I don't even know if it's possible to make money in that industry anymore. You know, I hear about thin margins to begin with back in, you know, when times are great, when circumstances are perfect. I don't fucking know if they're going to be making much of that Moulin Rouge here the way things are going. And I don't think you should feel bad stepping up and addressing that. Okay, but it's a it's a fucking crazy time right now, people. A lot of craziness is going on. Like yesterday, I believe this was yesterday, and I have done no research on this other than scanning Twitter and reading, which is probably more research than half the journalists that are out there today, which is why you trust me as your number one independent journalistic source. But um, yesterday, something went on where the Canadian... House of Commons, I believe it was. Anyways, they brought a Nazi. They had a standing ovation for a Nazi at the House of Commons. And it was being, you know, they were portraying it. It was a, an ally that fought against the uh, Russians or something. I don't even know. The way they worded it basically was like, if you knew anything about your history, it'd be like, oh, yeah, like, who do you think those guys were on the same side as? Like, they, it's actually incredible. And the best part is... I'm pretty sure, like, the, pr- the Prime Minister of Canada just straight up just, like, just was like, yeah, I don't know what the fuck our, our house, uh, the head speaker was doing. Hey? <laughs> kind of, uh, kind of, kind of dropped the ball on that one. I'm like, bro, you're the, you're the Prime Minister of this country. Maybe, uh, we should do a little bit of vetting. Maybe someone should do, like, a light, like, a light Google search. Quick Google search on Who's the guy that we're going to give a standing O to today? And the best part was, it was both sides. I don't care if you fucking hate Trudeau, but you had Pierre there, Polivier. He was fucking slapping hands too. They were all up and they were right roaring about that one. And now it's just funny. Like I kind of feel like they just blamed it on, they blamed it on the, the speaker, Anthony Rhoda, North Bay guy. guy went to, he was from the town there that I went to university in. It's funny because he's like their MP up there and now he's like, he's like the Speaker of the House of Commons and I'm watching him yesterday pull up the clip. He's like, you can see him like reading like the accolades of this man, this Nazi that they're like talking about and you can just see the look on his face when he realizes like halfway through introducing him like, oh fuck, like, yeah, this, this isn't good. This isn't, this is probably not a good idea. But they, they went through with it. They went through with it. I mean, it's actually impressive as a Canadian how 
I feel like growing up, like, you know, everyone was always like, oh, Canada's just like, you know, the ire of the world. Oh, they're so nice up there. They're such good people. They have free health care. Like, they're just like really nice. And it snows up there. But, you know, that's why they're so nice, because they have to deal with the snow. So they got to be nice all the all the rest of the time. I don't know. They, they, in the last since COVID and whatnot and, and going down, Canada is just like our global image is probably just gone right down the fucking pooper right down the garbage chute it's it's incredible it's actually fascinating they're gonna do do a study about how canada went from like some like global everyone loved canada and now it's like canada's like the butt end of jokes like last time i was in the states when i was still playing hockey and like i remember like someone was once like oh you're from canada a lot of crazy laws going on up there and i'm like kind of laughed because i'm just like you know canada's still canada to me and you know it hasn't really changed much in my eyes but even though it definitely fucking has but just like the global perception of this country has gone absolutely to hell in not a very long period of time very intriguing how that can even happen and i don't give a fuck what you think about the prime minister but uh something to do with it there this guy he just try you, you can't try and make everyone happy He's the definition. He's tries to, he just tries to make everybody happy. And in the same stance, basically makes nobody happy. It's, it's incredibly fascinating. And, like, I don't know. The more you see all this shit go on, like, I don't know. Like, there's, like, 7 billion people in the world. Like, maybe the old, like, the old fucking days of we have one honcho up at the, at the top of the show there. One guy running a country. Like, it kind of seems fucking hilarious to me, No. Like, we're not playing Risk. We're not playing fucking Monopoly here. Like, this is like this is real life. This is the real world. And we have one motherfucker running an entire country. And it makes me laugh. It's like, we're like, okay, um, yeah, but it's democracy. We got to vote on it. No, you have two options. You have two choices to make for an entire country. It's like, yeah, well, you know, are you left or right? I fucking so sick of the... Liberal, oh, the left, the mainstream left is really enjoying the last couple of years as they've seen much of what they wished for come to fruition. Shut the fuck up. And the guys on the fucking far right, they're even, I don't even like talking about that. If you fucking even mention, oh, that sounds like what a liberal, shut the fuck up. You're a loser. You're the problem. It's actually insane. Like, I mean, but again, like, you know, 7 billion people in the world and now we all got cell phones that can fucking tweet and make any fucking opinion we've had without even taking the time that you would have you know traditionally thought over what was about to come over out of your mouth at like the coffee table uh, and we, we we use less of that thought to just put our you know our thoughts out online in a forum that will last forever i can't wait till some of our fucking like grandkids go back and start seeing like tweets like or, or Instagrams. My favorite saying a thirst trap. Heard someone say this the other day. Oh, that girl posts. She posts a lot of thirst traps. Traps. You can just tell by the way she posts the thirst traps. She's thirsty. She's trying to trap them all in. Like imagine looking up and like you see like your like your grandma just like had like a picture of her in like a bikini. Bent over a rental Ford Bronco that she got beachside in Maui. Like ima- imagine that. Looking back to that, it'd be kind of a weird fucking thing to think about. Or, like, imagine, like, obviously, this is going to probably grow to be one of the biggest podcast broadcasting 
journalistic endeavors ever. The project will most likely go down in that realm of light, but just for fun, pretended it didn't, and pretended I was just a guy recording on his 2011 MacBook in his spare bedroom at 29 years old. Just pretend that that's the extent of the show for a second. Imagine being my grandson, my great-grandson. It was like, oh, yeah, like, grandpappy, he was quite the man on the radios. The radios is what they used to call the podcasts, the radios. And they go back and they listen to an episode and it's me yelling about chain restaurants in Canada and how I got misserved at one of them up in Grand Prairie. Do you think he's going to bring that up to show and tell at the classroom? I, I hope not. But it's going to be, you know, it's going to be something to talk about for him too. I mean, it's going to be, it's going to be very alarming. It's going to be, it's, it's going to be absolutely crazy, I imagine. But anyways, you know, I don't even like to talk about that stuff, but it's just, it's just fucking crazy. It's crazy. But here I am. I'm in Vancouver. Last four or five times I was here, I lucked out. There was no rain. There was no clouds. It was beautiful. Sunny. If you've ever been to Vancouver, it's it's stunning. You know, you're down by our English Bay, down by the water. You go down by the marina, kind of the gas town area. It's, it's like Vancouver almost pisses you off because it's like the perfect city. It's almost like a snow globe. You look at it, it's got the nice ocean. It's got the bay. It's got the boats, the beautiful city skyline. And then just behind that, unbelievable picturesque mountains with snow lightly sprinkled on tops 12 months a year it doesn't matter if it's the middle of july in vancouver you can still see some snowy peaks from the busiest downtown venues streets what have you it's it's a fucking beautiful city but this time i get up here and it is absolutely pissing pouring more and rain just like the stereotypical bc you know overcast dreary haze but Vancouver is it's a very interesting spot of the world because it's like people in BC in general, Vancouver especially though, like they, there's no, like you can't tell someone from BC anything if you're not from BC and like you're like, oh, like, you know, fuck, like I was over there skiing at Sunshine just, you know, around Banff there. Do you say that to someone from BC? They'll be like, Pfft. Would you have to drive an hour and a half there to get to the mountain ranges? Yeah, in BC, the mountains are everywhere. Or my favorite is you tell them, it's like, oh, where are you from? And you go, oh, I'm from Calgary. And they go, sorry to hear that. I'm like, what? Sorry to hear that I can have a living wage and afford to rent my apartment without having to take out a fucking mortgage to do so? Everyone in this city, they all have some weird thing. To, it's always Alberta too, you know. Everyone loves to hate on Alberta. Which has always made me laugh because it's usually the people that hate Alberta, like their extent of an experience of Alberta is like grabbing a connecting flight through the Calgary airport. And they're like, yeah, Alberta's, Alberta's fucked, man, all those rednecks. And they've, they might not have ever been there. Probably never been there. And yeah, I mean, I don't know. Probably biased because I grew up in, Cal in Calgary, but like, you know, Calgary's pretty mint to me. I love Gre Vancouver, but it's too expensive. I was, they were saying the other day on the radio, you got you to gotta average like a $200,000 salary just to get by living out here. And then we're wondering why there's all these people like, you know, without homes and stuff. Because shit costs too much. Because you can't get an IPA without your bartender being pissed at you. Because you can't do anything for cheap anymore. 
it's our money is fucking worthless. It's crazy. But BC has got this weird thing where you know BC is God's gift to fucking Earth, and I understand. Trust me, like BC is so mint. Like you'll actually laugh if you've never been to BC. You basically leave Vancouver there on the shore, and you can just drive right into the interior all the way to pretty much fucking Alberta, through Alberta, almost to Calgary, and it's just a mountain range the entire time. Yeah, there's parts of the interior that flatten out, maybe get a bit deserty, a lot of lakes, but it is. It's something else. And I, I mean, I understand why BC people are so proud, but holy fuck, tone it down a notch, would you? Also, like, I have never, I don't know what it is. Maybe I'm just a soft pussy, but I've never, like, I would never, you could live in the fucking biggest shithole on planet Earth, and I, and I won't make fun of you. Unless you're a real good friend, yeah, I might give you a little bit of, uh, I might grind your gears a bit about where you grew up. But just in, in general, like, especially to people that I don't know at all, or might be just making conversation with, like, hey, where do you live? I'm not going to chirp where they live. It's always been fucking really weird to me. And sometimes just, like, certain interactions just really get to me. Like, the other day, uh, about a month or a bit ago, I was at a Jays game, middle of August there. Me and my girlfriend flew out, saw her family, went to a couple Jays games. And we're walking in. I'm wearing, like, a Phillies hat. Phillies were playing the Jays. And some guy goes, oh, the Phillies fans, eh? I don't know why. He doesn't talk like that. I don't know who I was. T- I sound like a leprechaun there. But he goes, oh, Phillies fans, eh? And I'm just like, you can just tell this is one of those guys that's like he's with his buddy that's to his right. And like, yeah, he's talking to me, but he's trying to put on a show for his buddy. Like the second his mouth opened, like it's easy. It's easy to fucking feel that out of someone. And like usually, you know, I was with my girlfriend and my cousin and her boyfriend and a couple of my girlfriend's family members so like usually that guy wants to fucking start chatting up my tree wrong fucking day buddy you picked a fucking professional and i will make you eat your socks right right the fucking second that i start coming back at you you're gonna be like oh my fuck i made a big mistake but this time you know i'm with family and friends so i'm just kind of like you know what i'm just gonna let it slide this guy's a fucking loser and he goes where where are you guys from philly and i go no calgary and he goes oh that explains it holy fuck I, I usually like shit like that just kind of makes me laugh this one really i like could feel my ears getting hot that's when you know i'm not too happy and it's just because i make i mean usually like to be honest people from toronto already know this if you're from toronto there's a very fucking strong chance that you're a loser and i've lived in multiple different places in this country conversed about this with multiple different people that have also lived in different places in this country and there's something weird going on around that GTA area, man. There's a good chance that you should look in the mirror if you're from there and find out if you have any of these traits that the people around you probably hate about you as well, okay? Do a little internal investigation about that if you're from the GTA because there's a good chance you're a clown, all right? But uh, anyway, so this guy, he's just, oh, that explains it. And I just kind of smirked and laughed, but I was fucking so mad I was with my family. I wanted to turn, this guy, give you an image, about five foot nine chubby not looking great little overweight terrible disgusting little scruffy little i don't even know if you'd call it facial hair he's like you know and i used to fucking do this so bad like the 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 mustache with like just the chin like you don't have any connection to make it a goatee like it's just the chin and the mustache possibly the worst look any man could go for ever literally ever and i used to rock that for multiple years in a row so i am 
I'm the, I'm chirping myself in this instance, but I call it like the tickler, the chin tickler. That's what he had. He was wearing a man purse, front-facing, Jay's jersey, unbuttoned, T-shirt under, silver chain over the T-shirt, exposed. And I just wanted, honestly, I didn't even need to say anything to this guy. But I wanted to turn around and be like, where the fuck are you from? And right when he was about to go to say Toronto, I would have been like, Toronto, you didn't have to tell me, you fucking fat idiot. You think I can't tell? You think I can't tell, buddy? Get fucked. Unbelievable. But anyways, I don't want to go down that road, okay? We don't need to go down that road. And honestly, things like that, they, they, they don't deserve your attention. And I love, I love mashing it up. I love, I love chirping. But one thing I realized the other day, like, you know, usually if I'm walking around, you know, like a guy walks by in the grocery store. Like, usually I'd walk by and be like, look at this fucking idiot. Fuck him. The fuck looking at, idiot? Shut up. Like, that's the kind of thoughts that are sometimes going through my head when you just see a stranger in public minding their own business. And I've started to realize that when you try to change those interactions in your head and you start looking uh, at the positive sides of everything, like, oh, look at this guy. He's great. He's going a quick little walk there, going to grab some groceries, probably go out and see the mom and the kids there later, and uh, they're going to have a great day. If you can replace the fuck that idiot, I want to slap him around with, oh, my God, this guy's awesome. It's weird how things in your head start working out a little differently. You know, you start crossing the T's, dotting the I's kind of a thing. Start, things start opening up a little bit when you, when you block out that negativity because we don't need that. We really don't need that. All right. But folks, it's getting to be uh, 930 here, Monday night, and I have yet to have supper. And it's, uh, it's been a real joy getting back on this microphone with you. It is, it's, it's a disservice I need to be better at doing this routinely because, again, I don't know how this show will become one of the biggest broadcasting projects ever worked on if it doesn't come out weekly. It's going to be extremely hard to make that happen. And uh, when your marketing team is run by myself creating memes from scratch through Snapchat, it's hard to rely on a schedule of release that I have been with the level of marketing that I have been as well. And it's also even more troubling when you were a marketing major in university and you market this podcast worse than some lemonade stands you'll see run by our youth. So something to think about. But it, this, again, I can't reiterate enough. This podcast, is it's going to heat up. Okay, folks, this is episode 70-something. This is Highway 70-something. And uh, it's fucking always a joy talking to you all. I kind of like the shorter form, you know, said this before, but so many podcasts, like I love Joe Rogan and the boys on spit and chiclet and whatever you want to call it. But if the second I see a podcast over two and a half, three out, I'm like, what are you doing? It's going to take me a week and a half to listen to that. Cause I'm like, I like to hear it all. If I miss parts, I'll rewind 30 seconds to make sure I heard what I missed. Like that with Netflix shows as well, too. You'll be watching Top Boy, and the boys on Netflix will be screaming, Wagwan, isn't it? And then you'll be like, what did he say? And you rewind, and all he said was, Wagwan, isn't it? Bruv, kiss their teeth. And that's all you missed. But I'll tell you one thing. You'll never miss something when this show's going on, okay? I'll make sure you hear it loud and fucking clear, baby. This is the project. It's an absolute honor to have you on my airwaves. I love you all. Take care. And we'll be talking very soon.